So yeah, I just started um, uh, started playing for churches. You know, this is back in the eighties, man. I started playing for churches and uh, started, um, you know, it really wasn't the worship movement back in the day. Yeah, you know, but you know, just started, um, you know, wherever I, you know, the Bible says wherever you find your hand to do, do it. You know, so I was playing here, playing this church here, and I had a few bands going on, and then um, got a call from a large ministry in in uh, the United States that was looking for a keyboard player. And they said, we we're looking for somebody who's single, uh, preferably. We're looking for somebody who can do this, do that, do that. And they called three churches uh, in uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth area looking for uh, uh, someone that they could recommend. And all three churches gave them my name. So it was it was, it was was providence, man. It was just God. So I took off and went and traveled with an evangelistic team around the states and, you know, somewhere around the world. Went to Bible college and um, became a youth pastor and then a worship leader at churches and never looked back. And can I ask, who was the ministry that you traveled with? Uh, Dr. Kenneth Hagen. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've, uh, I've heard of him and I've seen a lot of his stuff uh, in the past. So, yeah. so you traveled around with that ministry. Okay. That's correct. And, and then, and, and then I became uh, the youth pastor uh, of Rama Bible Church okay. in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Uh, they started a church uh, and didn't have a youth ministry, so I just kind of kind of fell in my lap, you know. Oh, you so go. I came off the road, which I thought I would never do. I mm-hmm. mean, traveling on the road with Brother Hagen and seeing them, you know, the Crusades and being in the bus. I mean, it's just all part of it. It's just it, it, you know, it's part of just part of my DNA. Mm-hmm. So when they asked me to become um, the youth pastor of the church, I thought, man, there's no way I'm going to do this. And but God had another direction, and so um, I accepted, and I became I came off the road and became the youth pastor of the church. And I started with um, 19 uh, youth in our youth ministry. And I supernaturally grew it to fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You're a pastor of a church. You, yeah. under, you understand yeah, that's that? That's good numbers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> going, going, the, going the wrong way, you know. And then, um, and then I had a real encounter with the Lord um, with my in, in me. Yeah. And God did something in me. And um, five years later, we were running almost five hundred teenagers wow. in our youth ministry. So it's, it's it was it was just absolutely amazing in five year time. Uh, what God would do, 400, 440, 450, and then on the books, you know, um, over 500. So it, it it was just a great, great time. Now, you do a lot of worship alongside your wife. That's correct. Tell us how you met her. Uh, Laura Lee and I, we've been married um, 10 years. Uh, we got married in, uh, let's see, help me here, it would be 2000, and, I, better, I better remember this, 2005. <laughs> uh, I, was, uh, I was single at the time, and Laura Lee, she's, uh, got a, she's a powerful preacher on her own. I mean, she, my wife, I mean, she can lead worship, preach, prophesy, you know, all at the same time, you know. Yeah. And she went through a tragedy in her life. Uh, her and her, her first husband were in ministry, um, and obviously she can tell the story much better than I can. Uh, and in 2002, he died in a plane crash. Mm. Um, and it, 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 there's a lot to that, you know. But you know, just they're in ministry, they're doing the will of God. They're 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 the youth, they're youth pastors. Youth, the ministry is exploding, I and mean, God's just doing great things. And and he he leaves on a um, a private plane to go see another youth facility, and it crashes, and he dies. And that 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 just unleashed a whole lot of why God? I mean, what's going on here? You know, what what part of exceedingly abundantly above all I can ask or think? Is this the exceedingly part, or is this the abundantly part, or is this the above all? Can you just explain a little bit what this is all <laughs> going on? You know, and um, 
three years after that, um, we had known each other through ministry connections, and three years after that, we got married. Mm-hmm. And um, so collectively, we have four children. Um, we have two sons that are older. One's in serving in the U.S. Army mm-hmm. and gave us our first grandchild. Oh, wow. And then, uh, and then uh, 121, 117, and 113. Okay, now you've co-written and shared the stage with several of today's most recognisable names in Christian music. Correct. Uh, and uh, I know you've uh, been connected to the guys from Phillips, Craig and Dean. A little bit. Uh, tell us what those guys are like. You know, they're, uh, um, back when I was a uh, worship leader at a church uh, in South Texas, they would come to our church all the time, you know. And we, man, they're just, I mean, uh, they're just great, great men of God. Not only are they great uh, singers and worship leaders in their own right, but they're all pastors, which I just absolutely love. You know, um, Randy Phillips lives in Austin, Texas which is about three and a half hours from us. And Dan Dean lives about 15 minutes from us. I mean, his church is about 15 minutes from us, you know. And um, those guys are just, they're just, they're just amazing, man. The, the reason they have such longevity, I think, is because they're connected to a local house. Yeah, that's good. They're connected to a local church. And they're not only they're connected to it, they pastor it. You yeah, know, they're, yeah. They're, they're connected to a local house. You know, when you're planted in a house of the Lord, man, where you put your hand flourishes. I mean, the things Amen. you do flourish. You know? That's good. Yeah. And is there any other worship artists that we may have heard of here in Australia that you're, you're connected to? Oh, yeah. I've done, um, uh, did in 2000, did a record with um, an up-and-coming a uh, struggling guy named Israel Houghton. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, um, you, obviously, I'm tongue in cheek. You know, obviously, you know, Israel <laughs> coming. Yeah, he was he was hurting, man. Just you know, just needed some, some little help. So I'm like, okay. So um, yeah, Israel and I have done uh, written some songs together and did a record together in 2000, several years ago now. Um, Ricardo Sanchez. I don't know if you know who Ricardo was. Ricardo's a, um, a pretty pretty good worship leader in our in our area. David and Nicole Binion uh, from Covenant Worship. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really on the rise right now and especially in Australia they're really on the rise they're just you know just good friends and you know we, we can all get on the platform and you know lead and the spirit of God come but you know it really is what happens when you're off the platform that really speaks louder you know I mean it, it really that's that really is your testimony where yeah. you are with the Lord you know and I love that you're out here in Australia and, and you love to encourage people at your worship seminars and, and conferences uh, to you know Really enter into worship, and I just, I just thought, you know, there might be people listening from small churches or from struggling churches yeah. with only a few uh, musicians or, yeah. or hardly any musicians, and you know, they might be thinking, you know, oh, we never really seem to get people into worship. We can't, re- yeah. you know, uh, just, just give us some encouragement for those that, that yeah. are, you know, wanting more in their worship in their church. To, uh, how, how do we go to that next level in our churches? Well, you know, first of all, the average in America, not about Australia, but in, in America, I mean, you, you talk about, you know. Mega churches in America. Everybody hears about all the, you know, the, the, T- churches, the yeah, T.D. Yeah. Jakes yeah. and, the, you know, yeah. and the Stephen Furtick's and, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, these churches that are just taking over the world, yeah. you know, whatever. But, you know, the average church in America is 75 people. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, that's that's not like heaps. Mm. You know, the average church is 75 people. And in Australia, you know, it could be 30 yeah. or it could be 20 or whatever, you know. But, you know, people sometimes they get when while the worship movement has helped us to come into worship, you know, on the back end of it, it also has created almost like a um, a, a complex of man. We're not we're not hill songs, or mm. we're not planet shakers, or you know, we're not Israel, or mm. we're not mm. we're not covenant, or we're mm. not you know Ken Laura Lee. I mean, we're, yeah. we're, not, we're not even these people, you know. But the bottom line is, God's called you to be who you are. Yeah, that's good. So you got to take the pressure off of we're not these people. Yeah, you're not. 
but that's a good thing. That's not a, that's not a bad thing, you know. So you know you might have you know and one guy with a guitar or one guy on a bongo or one guy or a lady playing this or whatever, you know. But you know it isn't making a difference. You can have the Bible says if two or more are gathered in my name, Jesus said that I'm going to come there with you. Yeah. Jesus never said I got to have a sound system and I got to have video screens and I've got to have power, you know, powerpoints and flash pots. Jesus said you just come. Yeah. You come in my name. I'm coming with. Yeah. Mm. And so, you know, when you have a small church and you're like, what do we do? You do the best that you can. You do and you do you do it in excellence. You know, you do it you do it like you're doing it in front of, you know, twenty thousand people. Literally, Laura Lee and I, we've been on some mission journeys in Bogabilla, uh, out in the I guess it's not really the outback, but for me I felt yeah. like it was on the other <laughs> end of the world. I'm about yeah. to fall off the end of the world, you know. And um there are thirty people there, man. Thirty people led this little church, and thirty people for this church was was is enormous. Yeah, we led worship for thirty people like I would for thirty thousand. Yeah, good. It didn't change. So so it's it really it really doesn't matter who all's there. The number one, you you, you have an audience of one, and that's Jesus. Mm, and absolutely. When you, when you understand that you're there to to uh, to usher His presence into this room, whether it's us in a radio studio of four people or in, in a, you know, at a conference of forty thousand, it doesn't matter. You get. You just got to have the, the the result of. I just want to bring glory to God, and I want to bring the presence of. I want to bring heaven to earth. I want to bring the presence of God into who we are. Yeah, absolutely. So just take the pressure off. Yeah. I mean, you're not recording a record. You know, everything's not have to. You know, just you know, people are so uptight. I'm like, look, it's it's G, C, and D. <laughs> Okay, that's pretty simple, all right? I mean, that's pretty easy, man. If you can't play an A, put a capo on. I mean, it's it's pretty it's pretty easy, you know? That's and, good. Um, you know, Acts chapter 2, man, is one of my, you know, obviously one of our favorite chapters in the Bible, man. Peter stood up with no PowerPoint, no sound system, no electricity, preached the word. The Bible said that when he spoke, his words pierced the very heart of those who were listening. And 3,000 people gave their heart to Jesus just Ooh. like that without a PowerPoint. Yeah. I mean, come on. That's you know, good. So you don't, you know, even all those tools are great to have, but if you don't have them, you still have the presence of God. Yeah, that's what it's I'll all take about. the presence of God over, over production any day of the week. Now, before we wrap up today, I always like to ask our guests, uh, you know, for those that are listening that don't know the gospel, yeah, would you share with our listeners what is the gospel and sure. how do people respond to it? The gospel is so easy. Sometimes we make it so complicated because we want to be religious and we want to show our, you know, how smart we are. But you know what? The gospel is so easy, man. Jesus was so simple. It, it really is. And if you're listening today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, first of all, you know it. You know that something inside of you is uh, it's just, you know, it's just missing, you know. So if you've never given your heart to Jesus, it's really simple. You were born into a sinful world, okay? And people will say, well, I'm a sinner because, you know, I, I'm because I, I do sinful things. No, you're a sinner because Adam sold you out <laughs> from the very beginning, okay? You're a sinner because what, for what Adam, you know, he, he put you on a shopping block, man, from the beginning. So listen, if you're, if you're listening and you don't, don't know about your relationship with Jesus. Look, God made you to have relationship with him, but you, the only way you can do that is through his son, Jesus. And it's very simple. Uh, God created the earth like heaven, like he wanted it. Adam and Eve sold us out, you know, to um, to sin. Sin entered the world, and then there had to be a mediator. There had to be someone come back to buy us back. That's what redemption means, you know, you to buy back. And so Jesus gave his life on the cross, 
and was murdered unjustly and was buried in a tomb. And third day he rose for you and me to buy us back, to redeem us back to God. And so it's very simple where you are right there. You can just believe in your heart. Just say, Jesus, come into my life. Come into my heart. God, I'm a sinner. I recognize it. I ask you to come into my heart and forgive me and cleanse me, make me clean. I believe you are the Son of God, and I confess Jesus as my Lord. And there you go. That's the good news. It's that simple. Absolutely. Well, it's awesome to catch up with you today and uh, so good to hear how God is using you to reach people all around the world with your amazing worship music. And if people want to find out more, the website is kentandlauralee.com and you can look up Kent and Laura Lee Booth on Facebook and find their page as well. Uh, I reckon you're History Maker, Kent. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater. And why don't you go and make history? History Makers. History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League, who serve the local church and other partners around the world by providing Bibles, scripture materials and training to help people meet Jesus. They provide God's word to a lost and needy world. Bible League plants Bibles in prisons, among persecuted Christians and in poor nations, bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus. Go to bl.org.au. Station sponsor.